0: Log Talk Radio Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live It's the February 2006 Whoa You heard what I almost did there? Not five seconds into the show and I've already made a mistake. It's going to be a good one. It's the February 2017 Embrace It edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. I don't know how many years we've been doing this. A lot. Who knows? Glad to have you with me. It's an open reading. Please call in. The number to call in is 7... Sorry, 646-716-7362. We have no content or style restrictions. Heck, it's it's anything goes on Poetry Superhighway. Uh, in particular, if by anything that means please read a poem. Uh, no content or style restrictions. Say whatever you want. A nudity is encouraged. Uh, anything, really. Um, Open lines, again, the number six four six seven one six seven three six two, 646-716-7362, and we'll get you on the air. If you haven't uh, read your poetry in front of people before or out loud, I don't know if this counts as in front of people, unless you've imported people to where it is that you're making the call from. But uh, it's a good thing to do. It's a brave thing to do. It uh, helps you get to know your own work better, uh, and uh, I recommend it. That's why we do this show every month. So, so what's going on with Poetry Highway? Well, the big thing we're doing right now is our 16th annual Great Poetry Exchange. What's that, you ask? Well, I'm glad you did. Uh, this is a show in which... Sorry. <laughs> I'm just learning about the English language and what words to use at the right times. I'll get it. Don't you worry. Uh, this is a project in which uh, we... Well, the the tagline here is send a book, get a book. How does that work? Well, you sign up on our online web form uh, promising to send a copy of your poetry book to somewhere else in the world. Now, that doesn't mean somewhere random that you're just going to choose. No. uh, We're going to assign you to another participant. Right now, uh, we have 60 people who've signed up for the Great Poetry Exchange. And... uh, if you sign up, we'll add your book to the roster. You can see them all right now on the website. Uh, book titles, book descriptions, websites, if applicable, authors, they're all there. So sign up and your book will get added to that list. And then on March 1st, which is only two days away, and that's uh, the deadline. The deadline is actually uh, – is is uh, well, sorry, March 1st is three days away. February 28th is two days away. At midnight Pacific time, that's the deadline to join in. After that, on March 1st, which is three days away, as previously stated, I'm going to send you an email that says, send your book to this person. And instead of this person, it'll be the name and mailing address of that person. And then you will have two weeks to mail your book to someone, to that person. And then in exchange, every other person is going to get a similar email, and you're going to get a book from a whole different person uh, from somewhere else in the world. couple things to keep in mind here um, if you choose to participate. All this is on online, but I'm just going to vocalize it for your, your ears and your brains. Number one, you'll have uh, two weeks to send your book off. It's, uh, that's the deadline. Not just two weeks to send it off, but two weeks to notify me that you've sent it off. If you don't notify me by email that you've sent it off, I'm going to assume the worst, that you didn't actually send it off. So please make sure you send your book off within two weeks and, and notify me, at which point I will mark you off on the roster and you will never hear from me again about this year's Poetry Exchange. If you don't send it out within two weeks, well, you'll hear from me again with an increasingly annoying series of follow-up emails saying things like, say, did you send out that book? So send the book out on time. That's that's the thing. Um, also, keep in mind that uh, you will not be sending your book to the same person that you will be receiving your book from, right? So, uh, for example, if you don't send out your book right away, but then you, the person assigned to sending you their book does, and you get it. Don't send your book to the person who just sent you their book. I suppose you could. There's no law against that. But that wouldn't satisfy your participation in this project. You will send your book to the different person who was included in the specific email notification that went to you. Get it? Uh, sometimes it happens where two people are paired up, and uh, one, you know, they send their books to each other. But it's it's a circular exchange, not a not a not a, a pairing up of people. So you'll send a, a book, a different book. No, you'll send your book to a different person than you receive your book from. Finally, um, what if you don't have a poetry book? Well, uh, two things. Get one. That's one. What does that mean, get one? Well, maybe you're working on one. Uh, I'm pretty uh, liberal about what it means to, to have a book. It could be a chat book. It could be uh, something that you, that you print off, a one-on-one, and then fold it so it looks like a little chapbook. It could be something like that. Um, and because of that, you should also keep in mind that you might receive something like that if someone doesn't have, say, a perfectly bound book. Uh, so d- don't be disappointed. It's It's not necessarily about the quality of the binding, uh, but the poetry inside. You could get a lovely Perfect Bound book uh, in which contains poetry that you don't like at all. So there you go. Those are all the possibilities. Um, oh, and the other thing, a lot of people ask, well, h- how about eBooks? Are those eligible? No. No, they're not. Why? Because this is all about you sending a physical book to someone else in the mail and you, in turn, receiving a physical book. It's one thing to send off, you know, just kind of a little chapbook, uh, you know, but it's it's a whole other thing when someone sends off their book in the mail, sometimes to the other side of the world, incurring giant amounts of postage, and then uh, it just wouldn't be fair for you to just get something in email. So this is for physical books only in whatever physical form they might take. We do have another project later in the year called the ebook free for all actually we just we just had that in uh happens every year we gather those in uh, November and then for twenty four hours on December first every year anyone is free to download any ebooks so this is not for ebooks this is for physical books that's it that's the great poetry exchange i I guess I should though the one other detail I didn't mention. Well, now I'm thinking of several details I didn't mention, Uh, but uh, regarding that postage thing, there's no guarantee that you're going to be assigned to send your book to someone in the country that you live in, Uh, so keep that in mind. You might live in Ohio and have to send your book to Thailand, uh, which will, of course, cost money more money than sending your book off to another state in the United States, if you live in the United States, and that's part of the deal. It's all assigned randomly. Um, and I can't do anything about that. So uh, when you, when you, if you receive something, uh, if you receive an assignment to send your book to someone else on a whole other continent, don't complain because uh, you agreed to it when you signed up. There's a little box you have to check which says that. So how do you join in? I mean, um, I'm making this sound rather ominous when it's really just a thing where you are going to send a book and then get a book. Um, go to the Poetry Superhighway website, poetrysuperhighway.com. Uh, slash PSH, and right there on the top, there's a big banner that says Great Poetry Exchange, 16th Annual. Click on that. Everything I've just said is there. Uh, not only is everything I just said there, but uh, there's probably more. You fill out the form, uh, you click Submit, and you're in. Make sure your description is less than 50 words. I use Apple's pages uh, to uh, to count the. Uh, Thing. So if you, I, I've discovered that on the form that if you're cutting and pasting a paragraph that's longer than 50 words, it actually, even though it, if you're typing it in, it stops you at 50, if you paste it in, you can actually paste more, but then I'm going to notice that, and I'm going to write you back and say, hey, your description's longer than 50 words, and I'm not going to include your book until you shorten it, so just make sure it's less than 50 words, um, again, I use the Word count on Apple Pages to check that out. I really think that's it. I think that's everything I have to tell you on the Great Poetry Exchange. Uh, I could go on about it for hours. Um, so there you go. Uh, again, this is Rick Lupert. You're listening to the February 2017 edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. It's an open reading. Please call in and share your work. I'd love to hear your poem, and and this is a great opportunity for you to read from your new book, read your latest poem, read your oldest poem. Tell us about your website. Tell us about a book that you have coming out. Tell us about a a reading that's happening in your town that you know about, that you love going to, or that you're doing yourself. Um, That's what it's about. It's about building community, exposing as many people to as many other people as possible. The number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our first caller... It's from the 215 area code. Hello. Hello, Rick. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I didn't uh, make it.
1: Last time there was a glitch in the show. We heard you and we heard the callers, but uh, I didn't get through.
0: Yeah, I Were remember you aware that. of it? I was aware of it, and we had to cut the show a little uh, a little short. Yeah, um, because uh, of the, uh, 15 minutes
1: shorter. Range. Okay, so. so
0: I'm glad I have an opportunity to do
1: it now. And before I forget, I'd like to plug my new book, A Hawk in Mid-Flight, that includes all the haiku that you published in Haiku Universe and more. Cool. Yes, and I'd like to share with you an experiment that I did Lately, writing a poem simultaneously in English and Hebrew. Let's hear it. If you're ready, I'll start. Go for it. All right? Yes? Yeah, go ahead. Can you hear me? The Gate of Mercy. At the end of Yom Kippur, closing prayer, heaven's gate slammed shut, honey cake and wine consumed, the angel leaves mercy gates slightly open. So the good dead will have a chance to escape. Even lights a full moon to show them the way. But the good dead, who were almost pardoned, cling to the fence, refuse the offer to go back. They'd rather stay. Memory lightnings terrify them. Sons murdered families torn apart. Lost loves. Scorch their scars, their daughters suffer at the gates, force their souls to forget the living, and mercy, heavy gate, remains open. So that will give you an idea of what it's about. And the Hebrews, of course, very different. Shar harachamim, Amal shar harachamim. פתוח למחצה כדי שהמתים הטובים יוכלו לברוח אפילו הידלק ריח מלא להאות להם את הדרך אבל המתים הטובים שכימת קיבלו חנינה בית בכל הגדר סרבו לחזור. הם רוצים להישאר ברכז זיכרונות מחכים אותם בניהם שנרציחו משפחות קרואות אהבות אודודות צופות את הגלגולת How does it sound? It sounds great. I I think
0: that may be a first of uh, of, uh, a reading in uh, in Hebrew here on Poetry Superhighway Live, and it's always cool to... Did you write it originally in Hebrew, may I ask? It, what happened is I
1: wrote it in English and I found that I need the Hebrew version and I prefer the Hebrew version. It's
0: just it's my always,
1: intuition, you know?
0: Yeah, sure. But absolutely. lately I'm doing,
1: I'm doing simultaneous writings, which is very what does interesting.
0: That mean? What does it yeah. mean to do a simultaneous writing?
1: That means that uh, sometimes I write uh, uh, one stanza in English, the other stanza I translate right away into Hebrew, and I go back and forth.
0: Which oh, I get it. Like so a, not, not, not a complete poem uh, uh, and then translate it, but literally, a, you know, stanza by stanza. Uh,
1: sometimes like this, and sometimes it's line by line. It's a very interesting experiment.
0: How does that work? You know, a lot of times people will write a complete poem and then edit it afterwards. Do you find then that you have to edit? edit. Maybe that's not your process, but to, but you uh, you have to edit uh, twice, or how does that work? Correct.
1: Yes, edit, edit, edit. <laughs> Sometimes more than twice. That's terrific. I'm you. glad that I I was successful this time, and. Uh, uh, good luck with uh, what is it? The 200th uh, anniversary of a uh, super highway.
0: Where are you? You are. It's, galloping. It, it's not quite. It's not quite 200, but uh, we're at Where's 20. Where's not the goal? Uh, yeah, it's. I'm hoping to get to 200. I'm hoping just to be alive that long. <laughs> uh, and you know what? If if I make it to 200 years, I promise that I will keep doing the Poach Super Highway live uh, uh, the entire time. Good for you. Thanks so much for your work. Okay, Thank you. uh, this people. is this Good. This is Hanoch, right? From uh Elkins yes. Park? Elkins okay, Park good. Pennsylvania. Great Hanook. Thanks care. for calling in. Okay. Care, you too. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, that was our first caller from uh, Elkins Park, Pennsylvania. Hanoch Guy uh reading a poem in English and then its translation. In Hebrew, uh, it sounds like in that case, uh, he wrote the English first, translated it into Hebrew, and then found, it, found that he preferred the Hebrew to it. It, it sounds like uh, Hebrew is probably his original tongue, so uh, that, I, I wonder if that has something to do with it. Uh, but what an interesting thing to um, to translate poems while writing them, as opposed to writing poems, and then later they're, they're translated. Um, what an interesting... I wonder if anyone else... Does that um, uh, anyway? The number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. Call in now; we'll get you right on, and uh, and you'll have the chance to read your poems to uh, anyone, uh, to to all the all the folks listening. These shows get archived as well online on the uh, Blog Talk Radio uh, archive and in on our website. So uh, it's kind of a permanent record of everything that. We've done, um, which is a cool thing. Uh, so again, six four six seven one six seven three six two. Hanoch also mentioned Haikuniverse. Uh, I haven't mentioned that uh, too much on Poetry Superhighway Live, but that's a, a relatively new project that we that we've we started last year. Um, Haikuniverse um, is a project of Poetry Superhighway, and the idea is that we publish a haiku every single day um, and they get published on the website which is haikuniverse.com they also uh, go uh, you have they get published on a, on a Twitter feed uh, twitter.com slash haikuniverse um, and anywhere else they get published on the Facebook page yes there's facebook.com slash haikuniverse they're published there and uh, the other cool thing that happens or that you can uh, opt into if you'd like is we have uh, an email list which you can subscribe to right on the Hycooniverse website at um, hycooniverse.com uh, and we will send you an email every, every day. comes out at uh, I think about 11 o'clock uh, Pacific time. So it's at 1 o'clock uh, on the uh, East Coast and, um, and other times in other parts of the world, I'll let you do the math.
1: Um,
0: and uh, that, uh, every single day, you'll receive a, a haiku in the mail, in the email, I should say. We're not, uh, we're not sending you out physically, just so you know. And, um, and uh, uh, there you go. That's, uh, and we have a kind of a wide uh, berth of what we consider to be haiku, by the way. You should know. Um, We uh, sometimes get get notes from people that says, well, that's not a haiku or that doesn't quite fit in or blah, blah, blah. Um, And and you're right in a traditional sense if you're someone who's uh, provided that feedback. Uh, But we um, really have a a wide berth um, for the many different ways that people have used haiku. I I particularly like the term I think Jonathan Hayes, uh, a California poet termed, which is American haiku. Um, which uh, is more uh, uh, strict on on just following the five seven five format, as opposed to the more traditional uh, aspects of a haiku, which you would find from the original Japanese form. Um, a haiku perhaps always being in present tense, a haiku uh, always including a natural image, um, a haiku uh, sort of being in sync with the seasons. Um, that's another uh, those are all components which you're welcome to follow of course when when writing and submitting work to haiku universe uh, but we don't require that we're not haiku purists so you'll you'll frequently find uh, poetry in the 575 format um, and that being the only uh, 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 characteristic uh, from the traditional form that we have uh, latched onto when we've chosen to publish it. we 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 appreciate humor in that form. Uh, there's a term I've seen called pseudo haiku, which I'm not really a big fan. It seems a little derogatory to to the that particular short form, uh, but um, but perhaps that's a way to contextualize it for you. Um, and you're more than welcome to to submit that as well. We also uh, just consider micro poetry anything that's super short. And uh, we publish one per day on the Haikuniverse website at haikuniverse.com. It's uh, all one word, Haikuniverse, where the U at the end of haiku is the U at the beginning of universe. Only one U, because there's only one U. Uh, again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. I'd like to play you a spoken word track. This is a, this is a new one that I've put together. It's called 50
2: Fifty cents cents
0: Are the hardest. You're always being asked to do more, and you are not yet decrepit enough to turn them down. Nature gives you the face you have at 20. It is up to you to merit the face you have at 50. I think when the full horror of being 50 hits you, you should stay home and have a good cry. What Salma Hayek's 50th birthday can teach us about what not to talk about when we talk about aging? The Scott Innes still rocking at 50 birthday bash! 50 50 50 50 50 50. i ain't paying no 50 cents for no coke 50 50 50 of the most famous historic houses in america 50 famous vegetarians 50 famously successful people who failed at first 50 famous firearms you've got to own 50 famous stories retold by James Baldwin Can you name all 50 famous paintings in this quiz? 50 famous quotes as told by Apple's QuickType keyboard 50 famous moms who got real about breastfeeding 50 famous curves 50 famous quotes by famous people that will end Inspire you right now. The 50 most famous disasters, 50 names to make your baby famous, 50 famous Nova Scotians, 50 famous men and women before 10 a.m. in all their morning glory. 50. 50. 50.
3: 50.
0: 50.
2: I ain't paying no 50 cents for no coke. 50.
0: 50. The Super Bowl. The Doors, Lunar Orbiter 3, The 25th Amendment, Rosemary's Baby, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Supremes, The Boeing 737, The Outsiders, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, The Monterey Pop Festival, Nicole Kidman, The ATM, Will Ferrell, The Flying Nun, Gentle Ben, Hare, Urban, Julia Roberts, Cool Hand Luke, The Countertop Microwave Oven, Rolling Stone Magazine, The Chevy Camaro, Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? The Handheld Calculator, From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler, The Slurpee, The Carol Burnett Show, 100 Years of Solitude, Battleship, The Big Mac, Captain Crunch Crunch Berries Cereal, The Jungle Book, Ding Dongs and Ho Ho's, Pringles, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, Light Bright, The Graduate, Brendan Constantine. All 50 in 2017. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. 50. I ain't
2: paying no 50 cents for no coke. 50.
0: Well, in case you didn't get it, that was the track 50. Uh, It's my friend, the poet, Brendan Constantine's uh, 50th birthday a couple of days ago, and I put that together for him. Hope you enjoyed it. All right, the number for you to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Our next caller is from the 217 area code. Hello.
4: Hi, my name is John Goslowski, and I'm calling from Virginia.
0: Hi John, welcome to the show. Where Hi. in Virginia are you calling
4: uh, from? Oh, from Lynchburg, Virginia.
0: Lynchburg. Okay. Got a poem?
4: I do. It's a poem called Refugees. And it's from my book Echoes of Tattered Tongues. And uh, cool. Let's I'll hear read it. it. Refugees. We came with heavy suitcases made from wooden boards by brothers we left behind. We came from Buchenwald and Katowice, and before that, Lvov, our mother's true home. Came with our tongues in tatters, our teeth in our pockets, hugging only ourselves, our bodies stiff like frightened ostriches. We were the children in ragged wool, who shuffled in line to eat or pray or beg anyone for charity. Remembering the air and the trees, the sky above the Polish fields, we dreamt only of the lives waiting for us in Chicago and St. Louis and Superior, Wisconsin, like pennies in our mouths. That's it.
0: Wow, John, that's a that's a really powerful poem and uh, nicely read as well. Thank you so much for thank sharing you, it. Thank you. Thank Tell you. Tell me, you, you said it's from a book.
4: Yeah, it's from my book. It's uh, it's uh, my parents were in uh, uh, concentration camps in Germany during the war, and and then they, they spent six years in refugee camps in uh, in Germany after the war. The book is called Echoes of Tattered Tongues.
0: And or uh, is it, is the book composed? Is it all poetry? Well, why don't you tell me? No, oh well, sure. It's um it's it's
4: primarily poetry, but then there are a, a sort of prose uh, prose passages uh, that try to create a, a narrative uh, in the book and uh, uh, you know, give give some background uh, about my parents and 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 how they ended up in. Uh, German, German concentration camps. So that it's, you know, it's probably, you know, I would say it's about two thirds poetry and about a third of uh, uh, prose, sort of uh, that, that connects the poems. And, right. um The book, yeah, the book, uh, you know, talks about the war and then talks about their years in uh, their years here in uh, America as uh, people who had survived the war.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you know, there's a we we publish a an annual Yom HaShoah issue. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I know. I, know.
4: I, I think I I had a I had a poem in there. Oh, I don't know how many years ago.
0: I couldn't tell you offhand either. We've we've been doing it for so long, and we we put so many people <laughs> yeah, online on that issue. But I but I, I'm glad it's already on your radar because you should, I'd I'd love to, uh, you to consider you know submitting something else oh, from sure, it, that, that sure. from your yeah. book that. Um, be happy. I would get so, to cool so watch for the uh watch for the notification on that
4: um I, I, usually will, I we- will.
0: do you uh, so in Lynchburg are there any uh, uh, poetry readings that you you frequent do you, do you ever get to in person readings
4: the you know I the they they have readings but most of the readings are up in Charlottesville we're about oh we're about uh, well, about an hour south of Charlotte's, Charlottesville and uh uh, at the University of Virginia, and there are lots and lots of readings up there. But uh, I'm getting on. I, I hate to say this, but I'm getting older, <laughs> and uh, I can't. I generally can't drive to those readings uh, because of my uh, my vision. Uh, so huh. I, I don't. I don't do. I don't do many readings.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't be embarrassed about uh, saying that you're getting older. That actually applies to everyone from the moment they're born. You know. I uh, I think so. so. It's a condition they haven't they haven't found a cure for, uh, uh, and it's it's going to get us all. So, well, John, great. I'm I'm really happy that you called in. I hope you do so again, and um, and great to hear your work.
4: Oh, uh, you know, I, I you know I I've been meaning to uh, been meaning to call in and uh, and read a poem for a long time, and uh, yeah. you know, uh, and today I guess was the day, and uh, I enjoyed doing it, and I, and I'm going to be back. I'll, I'll call you up some other time and uh, read again.
0: Sounds good. All right, Thank you John, you thanks much so much for, uh, for being here Give me here the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. No problem. Bye. That was uh, John from Lynchburg, Virginia, reading a poem about his parents and their time in a concentration camp during World War II. He's from Lynchburg, Virginia. It's from his book Echo, so you can uh, look for that online, a combination of uh, poetry and prose. Thanks for calling in, John. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got about a half an hour left in the show uh plenty of time for you to call in the number is area code 646 716 7362 so far no technical issues in the show so uh we've got that going on yeah as uh as Hanoch mentioned earlier about uh 15 minutes uh before the end of last month's show we um i, I don't know what happened but uh, uh suddenly I, I had callers but i couldn't hear them they could hear me but I couldn't hear them, which means they weren't getting on the air, so we had to cut the show short. But so far, everyone who's called in, I've been able to hear, which is which is a small triumph in this uh, technological world. So be one of those people. Call in. The number is 646-716-7362. My name is Rick Lupert. You're listening to Poetry Superhighway Live. It's the February 2017 edition of our show. We do this every single month. Our next show, by the way, will be a month from today. March 26th, I'm, it's it's such a, a joy uh, when we go from February to March because all the days have the same numbers, so it's so easy to know what day next month's show is because it's the same as this, uh, as today's. So there you go. All right, again, 646-716-7362. Call in, be experimental, be brave. I want to hear you. Our next caller is from the 807 area code. Hi. Hello
5: there. This is uh Robbie, uh Dark Poet. I've called in every once in a while from Canada.
0: Yeah. How's it going, Robbie?
5: Yeah. Oh, not too bad. Uh I'm still ri- I'm still doing some writing. I've been focusing more on the photography, but I still do the writing sometimes. I I have a lot of those I have a lot of different hobbies, so if I if I'm not as inspired in one, I shift to the other or the other, so it's uh it's nice to be able to do that. <laughs>
0: That's cool. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the important thing is just living as an artist. And uh, sometimes mm-hmm. that'll, for you, will come out in photography, sometimes in writing. Um, you know, I I think that when you, you exist as an artist, we all are keying into the same sort of artistic uh, energy, if you will, and it comes out in a different form depending on what our chosen media for that particular moment is so uh mm-hmm. so very cool that you're you know that you may not be writing as much but you're doing photography and it's all coming from the same place as far as yep. i'm concerned remind me uh wh- where are you calling from in canada uh
5: i'm calling from uh calling from ontario canada
0: ontario what's a, uh may i ask your city i promise i won't stalk you we oh just, thunder bay which tr- <laughs> yeah thunder thunder bay. <laughs> bay. <laughs> yeah yeah, I just I always think it's so cool, uh, you know, what, on this show because people could call from anywhere in the world just to know exactly where people are calling from, and you never know if someone else from Thunder Bay is listening and said, "Oh my gosh, there's there's someone down the street from me listening." And you know, sometimes people will mention poetry readings or things that that are happening in their local community, so it's really cool to know where people are from, and uh, and nothing evil ever comes from it. People revealing yeah. their cities.
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah you got so speaking of, uh, with uh, John there, he sounded a lot like this one spoken word artist I heard on. Uh, there's this one guy who's a mutual fan of mine, uh, Wings of an Angel, and the funny thing is, is like the guy had some uh, uh, a lot of Jewish content in his in his spoken word piece, and he sounds a lot like him. And yeah, it'll be it'll be trippy if that was if that was the guy. I'd, probably not, but you never know. <laughs> So,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm not the, sure John. Uh, just, uh, John goes by a pseudonym. Mhm.
5: Yeah. So, but it just sounded a lot like him, and I thought to myself, well, you know, what if there was that one in a thousand chance that I was that different guy? But anyways, uh, that was just my little trippy, uh, kind of pseudo seven de- six degrees or whatever or they call it separation. So, uh, anyways, uh-huh. I have a piece here that I I wrote literally just now, like the last, in the last 20 minutes. Uh, I've been meaning to write this piece for about uh, somewhere from two weeks or so, uh, and so just listening and seeking out some poetry today has encouraged me to finally do it. Uh, I want to write darker poetry, but with a more of a thoughtful uh, uh, angle to it. So this is called uh, Darkness Revisited. So it's kind of political, too, dark and political. Uh, The darkness is revisited, both willingly and unknowingly so, as toxicity, both mental and physical, seeps into the environment, both physical and mental, and it seems to be the norm. A polarized body politic, it sways back and forth, back and forth between extremes, and as the demoralizing teeter-totter seesaws, the mind spins and reels with ever-changing social norms. Unknown physical poisons of the past are now knowingly surpassed. Environmental toxins seeping out under a not-so-observant eye, the toxins that seep superfluously neath insufficient science. They are surpassed by the known toxins that are peddled by those that simply do not care. Social paradigms are tried and retried. Marxist madness and policies, capitalist laissez-faire, they are reapplied under new guises despite the poison that they cause to national affairs. One must surpass the darkness revisited to find the balance between medicine and toxin, socialism and individualism, to find that desirable norm between so that finally, one day, the world may rest. To enjoy the fruits that enlightenment, that true enlightenment, gleams, and that is uh, darkness revisited, and that was partly inspired by a couple of videos I saw on a YouTube channel called Dark Five. I should give them a shout out, and uh, and especially one that, uh, if you look it up, it was I think five ads, uh, five vintage ads that would now be banned. And it's just crazy what they used to advertise. Like uh, uh, cocaine was peddled as a sedative for children. Uh, they mm. had like the Happy Lead Family, which was like for lead <laughs> paints. And it showed like a... Yeah, it's just... And you see these things in, in your... And, uh, and there's another one for DDT. And, you know, the, these things, you, we see that they're so toxic and everything. And, now, and it just is it a mind trip for me because, you know, they didn't know it at the time. But now... You have even more so now with uh, a lack of policy in that you see things knowingly put in the environment that are even worse. So that was like a real head trip for me. So I, I had to write about it. <laughs> sure.
0: I, yeah. The, I've I've had a, a plenty of good fun looking at vintage ads online, um and it's not just products. You know that. That, that that get uh the treatment that make them seem like these, you know, glorious harm, harmless things. Cigarettes the way they used to be advertised, you know. Um mm-hmm. save for your T zone, you know, and um and and there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of really racist images in in ads mm-hmm. as w- in some old ads as well that uh, that would never fly uh today in in terms of regardless of what they're peddling, the images that are That are being used. So that's what a cool thing to uh, to riff on there.
5: Yeah, it's it's there's so much material, and uh, the last thing I'll comment on that is that it it, people tend to glamorize the time periods too. Like people are like, oh wow, you know the '60s. That was such a that must have been such a cool time to be alive, you know, with all with all the uh, revolution and everything that was going on. But then they forget about the race riots you know rampant venereal disease and okay all those things and you know people always look at the veneer uh of something uh of of an age and and they don't see you know like the medieval uh, the beautiful castles but they don't they don't realize that they used to literally dump shit out of their windows and you could get caught you know so yeah that's that was my last little
0: comment on that it and a nice one it is. Um, the, let me ask you about the darkness thing that you you, you mentioned because you, you said at the beginning at the intro of the poem and I, and I think it kind of came up in in the poem as well um, that you you you're, you you want to write dark poetry but but with a different kind of level on it and then in your poem you mentioned you know kind of coming out of the darkness and I'm wondering well, what's your what what do you view as dark poetry um, and and how do you exactly come come out of it per se.
5: Well, the thing is I've seen dark poetry that that really is straight up macabre like it's it's just but it's just like other level, just like other poetry like there's good poetry and like good like good erotic poetry, but then you have something that some people would call word porn where it's just you know uh like someone says you know insert tab A into slot B. like it's just you know it, it's it's just uh graphic, And and I see that with dark poetry, too. There's some stuff that is just, you know, it's entertainingly dark. And then there's stuff that's morose. And there was one comment that one guy, uh, Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist, a.k.a. word machinist, made about my dark poetry that I thought was fascinating. He said that, uh, you know, I I show the darkness, but I offer a way out. And I I do that unknowingly. I just, it just, it just, my psyche, it, it feels that i guess it feels the need to do that that i can't just write like completely dark and just be like hopeless about it they uh i think unconsciously i try to offer a a solution so you know kind of a dark poem but at the light a light at the end of the tunnel and uh i've written the very traditional darker stuff like about vampires and that but these days i want to write uh darker poetry with that sort of a mentality behind it that uh exploring the dark things of the world that people don't explore as much like um darker periods of history or um kind of the, the darkness behind ideologies that people don't want to look at like uh uh like with, uh, some aspects of socialism and marxism and that so
0: yeah that that makes a lot of sense and it's uh it's a it's a progression i think to, to some extent from where many of us, many many young people in particular, start to write poetry, which is, which is all dark and despair and um, filled with uh, not necessarily macabre images in, in terms of the occult or say, but just in terms of the, one's perception of one's own life and ability to be happy and 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 all that, which you know you you, you f- I find a lot in new younger poets poetry when, when people are just starting to 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 do that. So it's uh it's it's cool um to not abandon necessarily the macabre altogether but uh but uh but show a light uh, at at the end of the tunnel. Um um it's a, it's a great progression. Oh, thank you. <laughs> sure. Anything else you want to mention before I let you go? You got a, a website, a book or anything you want to shout out to? Well, uh, right now
5: I'm uh, pretty much on Facebook under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry. Unfortunately, there's a couple of them with that name because you know Facebook keeps making you uh, change your name and all that if you if you're not using your real name. Uh, the one that I have is is funnily enough, it's the profile with me with a couple of belly dancers because I used to drum for belly dancers. So <laughs> that's that's my profile. Of course. To. The bald guy with the, the bald guy with glasses and the belly dancers.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that, Robbie's multimedia poetry, yeah. all one word. <laughs> that would have been my first guess. uh, uh yeah. you know, Just having heard your work, you know, I, I bet it's a bald guy with belly dancers. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't get the glasses. I didn't go that far, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. Well, Robbie from Thunder Bay, Canada, um, who I'm not going to stalk now that I know where you live. Uh, just so you know, um, thanks so much for calling in again, and uh, I'll talk with you next time you call in. Okay. Cool. All right, take it easy. Thanks, Thanks for calling. You too. <clears throat> Robbie from Canada, once again showing that this is an international show. People can call from anywhere in the world. We just have a guy from Australia call in. I mean, that's that's definitely a whole other part of the world. That's not uh I mean, you're definitely not in North America if you're in Australia. Am I right, people? I'm right. And how cool! Oh, I'm sorry if you're still listening, Robbie. I just, that you wrote this 20 minutes ago. Um, how awesome that uh, that a it was a world premiere. Uh, that you were brave enough to read something that was so fresh and and so so new, um, uh, and and that you were inspired to a write it and call in and read it. How lucky we are to hear it. I had an interesting experience last night. By the way, the number to call in uh, if you'd like to share a poem in the 15 minutes that we have left on the show is 646-716-7362 um, please call we'd love to hear what you have to say um, I had an interesting experience with poetry last night I thought I'd tell you about it. I was invited to the Second City Comedy Club in Hollywood Second City is a, a famous uh, comedy group started in Chicago they've got branches in other cities, there's one in Toronto, which I um, had, the, had the experience of going to a number of years ago just as a, an audience member when my wife and I were on vacation in Toronto. A whole book of poetry came out of that trip, though. It's called Death of a Moth Bat, all poetry I wrote in Toronto and uh, Niagara Falls, Canada um, a few years ago. Check it out online. Um, I, uh, I need to buy food later today, so if you could buy one of my books, I'd really appreciate it. It would help out a lot. But anyway, last night I was invited to uh, an event at Second City in Hollywood, and there's a an improv group called Drop Line Bang, a really talented group of young improv performers um, with a unique slant on it. The way that they come up with their improv, a lot of times with improv, they'll, they'll ask for, you know, you get a question from the audience or t- to the audience, you know, what's an emotion? What's a color? What's this? You know, and... Uh, and then the the improv troupe will try will riff on it and they'll come up with uh, their their bit based on on what it is that you said. So they've done this twice now. This is the second second month in a row they've done this show, where they're collaborating with poets. So they invite a poet. The poet reads a poem, and then the improv troupe does their their improv based on what they've heard in the poem. So this was such a cool thing. I I got to read three of my poems, and then sit down in the audience and watch people live, you know, riff on these poems. Uh, You know, sort of make fun of the images a little bit, but uh, but really just um, use their art in response to to my art. And it was funny. It was entertaining. It was like live ekphrastic art. Ekphrastic poetry of course is typically poetry written after uh viewing a work of art most often a painting uh check out my the poetry anthology i edited eprastia gone wild for for some good examples of that which features a, a poem by Nobel Prize winning poet Wislawa Szymborska but uh, this is but really ekphrastic uh, art is any art which is written in response to any other art it doesn't have to be poetry rift- written after painting so uh, for these folks improv is their art and they responded to my poetry with with their uh, with theirs so uh, but more specifically related to the just kind of on the spot uh, and being brave uh, besides how brave it is just to do improv with without a script, without set material, really just relying on, on your talent and hope that something that you say is entertaining and funny. Uh, at the end, uh, my task, in addition to uh, reading what they lovingly termed pre-written poems, uh, was to write a poem during the whole show and read it at the end. So while the show was going on, not while I was up reading, obviously – I would be taking notes and uh and I came up with this whole poem that uh, uh kind of like Robbie just did uh, having written it just before the show um and uh and I had to be finished when the show was over because I was ending the show with the poem and uh I read it and it it it, it was a uh, it was a great experience it was um it was like a whole conversation you know they were they were doing improv in response to my poetry and then I was writing a poem in response to their Improv, And it was just, it was a great collaboration. If you haven't, you know, it's a a lot of times as artists, we are kind of stuck in our own uh, world, and it seems very solitary. And I I can't encourage you enough to get out there and interact with other artists. Um, uh, Go to poetry readings and see the work and hear the other work of people live and talk with those people. Uh, there's nothing which will inspire your work more than interacting with more people who are doing uh, the work that you do. And just to have the chance to interact with other artists is cool. And forget about sticking within your own medium. How about collaborating with other people from other mediums, you know? Um, in this case, improv comics and poets – collaborating together creating something new find a photographer um, and say hey can you send me a photograph and I'm going to write a poem about it or uh, here's a poem go take a picture that that's inspired uh, by the poem um, I did it with a painter along uh, years ago A young a young uh, a young girl I knew from a place I used to work uh, she was a student there and uh, she would, um, she'd give me an image of her painting, and I would write a poem to it, and I would give her a poem, and she would make a painting to it, and it's just, it's just, it's a conversation in poetry, it's living as an artist, it's such an awesome and cool thing to do, so there you go, Um, Robbie, thanks for reminding me of all that, and thanks for being so brave, all right, the number to call in is 646-716-7362, our next caller is a blocked number, hello blocked number, hello Yeah. Hi, Michael from Birmingham. How are you? Yeah. Um, it I'm sounds gonna... really uh, echoey. Are you on a speakerphone or something? It's well, it sounds a little strange.
2: Uh, let me step outside, okay? Okay. Can you talk, can you talk about something for a moment? Do I
0: get outside? <laughs> oh man, I feel like all I've been doing is. Talking about things. Right. Well, um, but,
2: uh, have, you, have you mentioned anything about the haiku haikuverse, the Valentine's uh the series that you did?
0: I didn't mention anything about it. If I,
2: know I about it, I did talk it, I about.
0: Been... Well, are, yeah. you uh, are you on the haikuverse? Are you on the haikuverse email list? Because that's that's we sent out a call for submissions to it, and of course we, we posted it on the website and everything. But uh,
2: well, I, I got information uh, on it. For the, for the Halloween, call for the Halloween one. I got the information on that and submitted. I, I think I'm, I i do not know how I came about getting that. I may have gone to the Facebook or the pl- blog. I'm outside now. But anyway, I'm glad I came across it. I enjoyed reading them, uh, the long story short. And I enjoyed the one that was up there yesterday. Uh, but um, I'm going to read something short now because I'm just in the reading a short point mood. And Because I've, I've actually done a lot of writing this month, as, as I usually do. and This month it was all real love-related, and I didn't plan on that. That's what made it, I think, genuine art. But three lines, I live my life dying for love. Sweet. What a really <laughs> sweet poem. Short, short and sweet. I guess when they say short and sweet. But anyway, you might have other callers. I know it's towards the end of the show. Um, I forgot about the show until about 4.35, and then I had some other. Anyway, so I'm glad I uh, tuned in. I'm glad I got a chance to voice those three lines and um, hope to hear and listen to you or maybe call in next month. What's the date on next month's show?
0: Uh, next month's show is going to happen on Sunday, March 26th.
2: March 26th. Fantastic. Okay, talk yeah.
0: to you later All right, Michael, thanks so much for calling in Good to hear you as always All right, that was uh, Michael from Birmingham, Alabama Calling in and uh, reading a short and sweet poem about love um, We've got a few minutes left um, If you'd like to call in, I'm sure I could get you on It's uh, The phone number to call in is 646-716-7362 uh, I think I'm going to play an older uh, spoken word piece in the meantime. Uh, here you go. Uh, uh, this is called Insulation. Mm-hmm.
6: Baby, you were so out of control, falling out of your dance dress under a narcotic evening moon. You thought you still had it together. You screamed terror. I thought your heart would tear open right there. So loudly you roared, I don't care. And at that moment, I saw the switch to your wits shut down its current. That's right, you didn't care. You didn't worry about the confusion of uppers or downers. You didn't lose sleep over thoughts of dehydration, impending starvation. So quickly, like a sponge out of water, your in-style body became dried flesh. Now you sprawl on cigarette butts and dry chewing gum Stiletto heels awkwardly sidestep your skeletal frame. You've doubled your pleasure right onto the streets. Counting days backwards, your lights dim. Your eyes are two hollow storerooms, insulation as thick as the buildings around you. Electrical conductors inert, sparks incomplete, flashing recall. Champagne flutes, pills by the handful, cocaine lines jump cutting to crack pipes, and the sad faces of former friends, caretakers held hostage too long by your rune. Ten Sunday mornings later, corner of Coenga and Vine, newspaper man hawking headlines. Drooped across cement lines, your dancewear smudged and greasy, pantyhose shredded, caked in homeless grime, heels busted. Corroding like the handle of your rusted vanity mirror, you clutch a styrofoam cup full of coins from Samaritans walking towards their redemption. Church bells thump in the distance.
0: All right, that was the poem Insulation, a spoken word from Jerry Garcia, a Southern California poet, not the dearly departed singer from the Grateful Dead. Same name, though, a different guy, uh, recorded live at Beyond Baroque Literary Arts Center a number of years ago. Um, I invite you to submit a spoken word track. I try to play at least one track uh, every show, usually at the half-hour mark. Um, and uh, all you have to do is uh, email me the MP3 and uh, any information in the email that you want me to know about it in terms of uh, who you are and what it is, etc. Um, what I don't want is you to send just a track that's just you speaking, and that's it. Um, if you're going to do that, you can just call in and read your poem, and I, I'm more than welcome you to do that. Um, what I'm looking for with the spoken word tracks, very similar to what I spoke about a few minutes ago, just a, a collaboration between your poem and something else. So in this case of the one that we just heard, it was, uh, it was both in addition to the, uh, the, the poet speaking, it was the reaction of the audience at the end, and it was the live music that was being played on the stage in that case. That was a live track, in case you didn't get that. Um, or it could be something like I played earlier, the track 50 that I put together, where you've uh, you've recorded the track and then you've mixed it with other music or beats, a, a studio track, as you will. Something beyond just a straight reading, something that gives it a uh, uh, little bit of a produced edge, if, if not a live track. Um, I'd love to hear that. I think it's really cool to hear um, that kind of uh, uh, art, talking to other art, and what you can do when you treat your, your poetry um, with, with, a, with a few extra layers of, of additional sound with it. So email it to me at rick at poetry and I will consider playing that on a future edition of Poetry Superhighway Live. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're just about out of time here. Um, our next show is going to be, as I mentioned, on Sunday, March 26th, at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, plan on calling in and reading um, it's always a great thing to hear uh, what, what is going on with you and poetry. Don't forget, there's just uh, two days left to join in the Great Poetry Exchange. Send a book and get a book. You're going to send a, your poetry book to someone else in the world who I will assign you to, and you will receive a poetry book uh, uh, from someone else in the world who will who will who who you will be assigned to. Uh, check out our website, poetrysuperhighway.com slash PSH, and, and the sign-up form is there and all the details. It's such a cool thing. I love the idea of Poetry books flying all over the world back and forth to different people. So definitely check it out. Thanks a lot to Hanok from Elkins Park, Pennsylvania, John from uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, Robbie from Thunder Bay, Canada, and Michael from Birmingham, Alabama, for calling in and creating a great show for us today, as well as a spoken word track from Jerry Garcia, and my new one, 50, for Brendan Constantine's birthday. Um, happy, uh, happy rest of February, everyone. Take it easy.